Colorado. Happy Thursday. It is November 2nd. I'm your host, Kimberly Perot. Joining me today in studio is Kevin Shields. Always a pleasure when Kevin is here gracing us with his presence. On this first hour, we'll be looking at a delicious pork tenderloin recipe as we gear up into those colder winter months and the holiday season. Tracy will be showing us all of that. Our very own fearless leader, Danielle Turner, will be here in studio joining us on the couch today. And then, as always, Robbie with the sports update. I'm your host, Kimberly. Pro Hour 1 of Good Morning Vale starts right now. Yes, Kim, a happy Thursday it sure is. And what makes it even happier is the weather that's going on outside. Very mild, but we've got some full sunshine, 26 degrees getting up today, a high today of 52 degrees. Winds are very light, 5 to 10 miles per hour out there, so not a lot going on as far as changes in the weather. As we look at weather by the hour here, you can see those warmer temperatures there, probably between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. when it gets up there. But look at that full sunshine, absolutely beautiful, and that brings in a very, very clear night if you want to do a little stargazing. Now, on the I-70 corridor, a beautiful sunshine, 66 degrees in Denver, 52 in Vail, 52 in Avon, and then 55 over in Eagle. So again, that sunshine is all the way through that I-70 corridor to bring those beautiful temperatures, mild temperatures this time of year, into the valley. 26 degrees is going to be your low today. Sun setting at 6.04. Now, we've got a time change coming up, but right now that sun setting a little bit earlier, uh, 6.04 p.m., getting a little bit shorter. And again, those winds, not much happening there. Very light out of the south, southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Now, this is what's very exciting to see if you're getting ready to get, uh, get your skis, to get out there on the slopes, because opening day is not far away at all. And with that sunshine, we, we start to wonder, is it going to happen or is it not? But I think it is as we progress through the week. So 55 degrees to tomorrow, 56 on Saturday. Sunday is going to be partly cloudy, 56 degrees, and then 54 on Monday. But I think here is when things are going to start to change a little bit. Hopefully see a little precipitation move in, add some more coverage to those beautiful mountains that are snow peaked right now and, uh, you know, get everybody excited about ski season that's just around the corner, whether we want it or not. Here. <laughs> it is definitely here. I know for us locally, we're still waiting for what about another week. Yeah. And then, uh, but we've got Keystone that's open, A Basin's open, yeah. so there are definitely folks enjoying enjoying the shred. <laughs> yeah, and I think with those lower temperatures in the evenings, the snow making is at optimal levels right now. So the teams are up there working hard to get some coverage. So when that Thanksgiving opening day comes around, the lifts will be turning. Nothing like the sweet sound of snow blowing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of just being thankful and, and Thanksgiving rolling around, it is Thursday. 
I would like to say today is Thankful Thursday. Thankful so, Thursday. You know, one of the things that I'm most grateful for is being here on the couch with you, but also just another day of gorgeous weather that we have here in the Valley. What Absolutely. about you, Kevin? Well, likewise. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's always fun to host with you, and Thankful Thursday is a thing that we need to keep going. Um, but there's a lot to be thankful for. We've got a great show. I know our fearless leader, Danielle Turner, is going to be on the couch with me. We're going to be talking about all things TV8, and there's more for you on 92. There is definitely a lot more for you on 92. <laughs> but, you know, it's just great. I think everybody kind of rushes through from Halloween, now that it's over, straight into Christmas. I know I saw a, a video on the Internet of Mariah Carey being blow-dried by, uh, by a guy in a pumpkin head into her wonderful magic Christmas song. Yeah, but. you know the holidays are there when Mariah Carey pops out and starts her Christmas carol. You hear those notes. But, uh, you know, I, I don't like to rush through the month of the notes. November and just being thankful for everything that we have. So yeah, slow it down, are. take it easy, enjoy, embrace, and <laughs> be thankful. Well, thankful Thursday. We are heading into the first hour of our show, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Lion's Head Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery, located in the heart of Lion's Head Village for over a decade. Our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vale. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vale. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Vale from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Vale Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate with new roundtable panels on Mountain Perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8vale.com.
Thank you for watching Good Morning Vale. Have an amazing day. Get on out there, soak up that sunshine. We'll see you tomorrow right here for more Good Morning Vale. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Gretchen Pleshaw. You might recognize me from the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. Maybe you hear my voice on the radio from time to time or see me out at a concert or two. I love concerts. If you see me out, the long mermaid hair, I'm almost six foot tall, it's hard to miss. Come and say hi, give me a high five and make sure to watch me right here on TV8. Now we may be in the month of November and you're probably planning that menu for the Thanksgiving holiday and beyond. But if you're looking for a delicious weeknight meal or something fancy on the weekends, Tracy has a wonderful pork tenderloin recipe to show us. Let's take a look. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with the peach sauce. And when we do this, we need to get a pan. And I have a nonstick pan here. And we're going to talk about nonstick pans in a moment. But I have my nonstick pan. And I'm going to put just a little bit of oil in the bottom. And I have about a half a cup of onions that I've already diced up. So I'm going to let my pan warm up just a little bit. I've got it kind of cranked too at a, a medium heat. So as you can see, the oil is just starting to get a little glossy and maybe a little bubbly. And typically that's when your oil is going to start to be warm enough to put your veggies in there or whatever you're starting to cook. My nonstick pan is going to, of course, spread the oil around because you hardly need any. See that? See that nice little wreath, that summertime wreath? Um, you hardly need any oil when you're using a nonstick pan. So here we go. We're going to put our onions that are diced up, which means they're chopped up really small, about a half a cup in here as the base of our peach sauce. So this is going to be a savory peach sauce that's going to go on pork. Now, I am going to stir it up with a spatula because when you're using a nonstick pan, you really want to be careful and use uh, a rubber ladle or a wooden ladle or something that's going to not scratch it up. Using something like this that has metal on it or even tongs like this, going to scratch it up a little bit. So you can, of course, use them, but you just kind of have to be a little more careful. Here we go. My, my onions are all in the pan, and what I've done now is I've spread them out. So as you can see, they are all spread out in a single layer. When you're cooking something on a pan, you want your veggies to be spread out. Actually, when you're cooking something, when you're baking it, whatever you're doing, you want everything to be spread out because then the heat can go all around every piece of veggie or meat or whatever you're cooking. So then it's a little more even. Of course, you're going to get a few chunks, but it'll be a little bit more even. Whenever I'm cooking anything, I salt and pepper as I go. So what I do is I have two little cups, a little bit of pepper right here. You don't want to use too much pepper early on because that can make your food kind of bitter, but you do want to use a little bit. So I'm just going to sprinkle just a tiny bit, maybe a not even a quarter of a teaspoon of salt and even less of pepper, just a little bit to kind of get the juices flowing, to get the flavors going. When you add salt to something, it brings out the natural liquid in the ingredient. So it makes it a little more juicy in the pan. So we've got that going right now. I'm going to let that simmer for just a little bit, probably like seven or eight minutes. So I'm going to turn it down a little because I had it on medium. I'm going to turn it down to medium low. So the fresh peaches that I have are a little bit 
a little bit hard today, which is okay. It's actually nice when you're cooking with hard peaches because they don't get as mushy. So you're gonna either get some fresh peaches today or you're gonna get some canned peaches. We will kind of talk about the canned peaches at the end of cooking this sauce, if that's what you have. But if you have fresh peaches, then look for ones that are a little bit harder if you're going to cook them. If you wanna peel them, and I highly suggest that you peel these because what happens is when you cook them, the skins kind of fall off and they get a little chewy anyways. So when, when you're about to peel a ripe peach, and, and really folks, I'm like, I'm throwing the dice today on this one because this peach is, is not very ripe at all. So what I'm doing is I'm going to score it. So you're going to score it in like four different areas. See, and I can already tell it's like, that skin's pretty stuck on there because this is not that ripe. But you're just going to kind of cut it all the way through. And then you're going to pop it into boiling water. Now, this is something you also do when you want to take the skin off of a tomato. So again, we pop it in boiling water. We're going to start seeing those uh, edges kind of fall apart from the skin in the boiling water. So we're gonna let that boil for just a couple of minutes while we go back to our sauce. And here we go. We've got, the onions are starting to like caramelize up just a little bit. When things caramelize, that means they get brown spots on them. Don't be too scared of those brown spots because those have a lot of flavor if you catch them at the right time. So if I let this kind of sit there, uh, you know, I'm, I'm borderline right now. I could burn my onions pretty quickly or I could start adding some more ingredients to this. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna use cornstarch in our sauce today. And cornstarch is going to give it a, be a thickening agent. Now cornstarch is one of the easiest thickening agents, in my opinion, that we can use. Used in a lot of like Thai food and Chinese food to make the sauces thicker. A lot of times when you wanna thicken your sauce, you make a roux and that's typically with butter and flour and you stir it around really nicely and then you add some juice. Cornstarch, it makes it just a little bit easier to um, work with it. But the only thing, when you are putting some kind of flour, and I'm gonna turn this down a little because I'm at the risk right now, is if you can see that, of burning my onions and I'm taking too long for the next step. So I'm gonna turn it down just a little and I'm gonna use just about a tablespoon of cornstarch. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to lightly sprinkle it all over my onions, okay? So we're gonna just like give it a little bit of a coating there. And then we're gonna stir it around very gently. And see, I should not be using the spoon, right folks? Because that's metal and I'm on a nonstick pan. So we're gonna stir this around. And this is the really important step when you're working with any kind of flour or cornstarch or anything like that. You need that flour and that cornstarch, you need that dry ingredient to melt into the onions. Now, if you can see, our onions kind of have a creamy effect right now. I have some brown sugar that I'm going to be adding to this. And it's kind of old, so it's, it's a little hard, but it'll be perfect in the sauce. So I'm gonna add about a tablespoon of brown sugar I'm going to add a little ginger and I'm going to add a little bit of water and then we're going to crank this up, okay? So we're going to kind of boil this sauce a little bit right now and let that all dissolve together and thicken up with the cornstarch. 
If you wanted to use a chicken broth or a veggie broth, that would give it a little bit more flavor, but this has a lot of nice flavors in it right now because it has the, the ginger and the brown sugar. And then we're gonna be putting peaches in it. So, so as you can see, the sauce is kind of starting to thicken up a little bit. Looks really good, actually. We're gonna season it with salt and pepper, and then I'm actually just gonna turn it off for right now. So let's put a little more salt and pepper on this. See, ooh, see it getting all bubbly like that? That's some, good, that's some good brown sugar stuff right there. Sugar can burn, so you have to be careful. The smell is really good. Turn it off, remove it from the heat if it starts to get, if you're not ready to put your peaches in right now, turn it off and remove it from the heat. Now let's take a look at what's going on with this peach now that we have been boiling it in the water because it does look like it's starting to be removed. So as we take a look at this, you can see where I scored it, and then the skin is starting to come off a little bit. Not enough, because it's not a very ripe peach. When you have a really ripe one, you're gonna have that skin is just gonna start to fall off. But what we're gonna do now is put this back in the water because I'm having a hard time, and I might have a hard time the whole time, but I'm having a hard time pulling that away. Really, it should come away really easily. So pop that right back in there. And then what we're going to do is get a bowl of cold ice water to put that in when we think it's ready. So you put, the wa you put your fruit or your tomato into this boiling water. You boil it until the skin starts to kind of shed from the fruit, and then you pop it into some cold water. That is called blanching. So that's the method we're going to use for this right now. But... Whenever you're working with fresh fruits and veggies, you kind of have to be flexible. So if this doesn't work, I still need some peaches. So all I'm going to do now is either peel the peaches or me, I'm just going to kind of take the skin off. I'm going to cut it off because we are going to put just the peach flesh into the sauce. Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. My name is Tyler Alvarez. Uh, I work here at Sweet Basil in Vail. I'm a bartender here. I originally came to Vail to snowboard. I slept on my sister and my cousin's couch for what was supposed to be a week, turned into two months, and then I found my own spot. And then kind of made friends and worked different places in the valley and kind of just fell in love with it more and more every single day. 
and I ended up finding my way through Sweet Basil through some friends who worked here and all the great things that I heard about it. And yeah, I've been here for four years now. It, it's hard to wake up in Vail and, and be upset when you look outside. It's just beautiful. My favorite part about working at Sweet Basil is definitely that I could be proud about everything that we're putting out, whether it's food, drinks. We also get to be really creative here. Uh, the bartenders, the, the whole team here, we, we workshop our menus every season. So we'll start with a spirit or an ingredient and then we get to be really creative and, and make a whole project of it. And then when we get the final product, it's, it's a drink that we're all really proud of for the whole menu. And that's super fun, just being able to be creative and, and work with new things. And, the most fun cocktails to make though are definitely the ones that we get to create from scratch. When people take a sip and say, oh my god, this is delicious, or they just love it. And that's probably the most fun for me, the, the, the creativity behind it and making unique cocktails. That For me, that would be the most fun drink to make, just the, the one that you start from scratch and then people are excited about. I'm Tyler, I live and work in Vail. Come see me at Sweet Basil. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. As promised earlier in the show, I am here on the couch with Danielle Turner, General Manager of TV8. And Danielle, for the viewers that watch all the time, they probably noticed in the last few days, the backdrops changed from that beautiful kind of summer to now we're in winter season. We are in winter. In transition. Yeah. Yes. And with the transition of the season also comes some transition in TV8 programming. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's uh, we've got a lot of good things coming up for this winter. Um, you know, just like program schedule-wise, um, viewers may have noticed that we added right after Good Morning Vale, Democracy Now!, um, which is a, a national program, um, and I had um, some viewers suggest it to me. It's something that we've done in other markets, yeah. and so I thought, well, why not? Why not? Uh, and so <laughs> that started this week, so that's a new little piece. Um, but in terms of what uh, we've got going here locally, um, a lot of expansion. You know, we have um, brought a bunch of equipment that we had at our Park City location um, towards the end of the summer, and we've been doing some construction, and now we've mm -hmm. got two new studios that are ready to be opened up here in the next week or so. Um, one of those, um, I'm very excited, I'm excited about both, but one of them I'm um, very excited about is a little bar set. And the purpose of the bar is kind of um, a community conversation. You know, sometimes when people come in here and sit down like, with us like this, it's very nerve-wracking. Yeah. It's so formal. It's like we're having a formal conversation. <laughs> and um, there are certain or certain topics, I think, that require a more laid-back setting. Right. And I think that the bar is going to be a great place for a couple people to just sit around and talk sports or talk politics or whatever. Yeah. And we're going to turn that into a little show. It's amazing how you get on a bar stool and the, the creative juices start flowing and things start to be inspired and, and different channels are taken. So I'm excited about that as well. It's true. I, I think you, you, know, you sit down at the bar, you're hanging out with your friends, and it's just a more relaxed environment yeah. and, you know, maybe a little bit more willing to share than being in like a stiff um, 
environment. Right, yeah. Like this. Kind of deformalize um, the setting a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's not quite so scary. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what kind of content that we uh, um, start to bring in using that bar set. Me too. Now you mentioned another studio. Yes, there is going to be another studio. Um, we're doing so many different things, you know. Good Morning Vale, the uh, the Spanish programming block. Mm-hmm. Um, we do some production for some of our other stations in the Deerfield Media family out of this studio. Uh, and so it was kind of time to just add some more spaces. Right. Um, so there'll be another um, studio set, you know, similar to this, but not quite the same, yeah. um, that will give us an opportunity to be doing content in multiple locations all day long. Yeah, and give it a little different look and feel and change things up a bit. Absolutely. Great. Well, I know with a lot of the segments that we've got coming up, like Gretchen's Glitz and Glam, Mm -hmm. things like that have taken off. Avija's done a great job in getting in, doing a lot of behind the scenes and teaching the community about things. Like I love one of the the segments she did at the amphitheater, kind of walking and getting to see the bones of how the production is and from the stage viewpoint, the the enormity of that venue. Absolutely. Yeah, he's just doing a great job out in the community, kind of, as you said, sharing some of those behind-the-scenes yeah. um, details on some of the local businesses. And, you know, obviously we feature some of those here on Good Morning Vale, but then she also has her own 30-minute Vale Vibes show that airs, you know, later in the day on TV8. So always, always something happening around right. here, right? Right. And, you know, a lot of... There's a lot of new businesses in the Valley, and there's opportunities for those businesses to be part of us here on Good Morning Vale through advertising and interviews. What's the best way for someone to get more information on that as a business owner? Absolutely. Reach out to me. Um, You know, there are so many different things that we do in a day. As you said, you can be part of Good Morning Vale, but we also, you know, have a production arm of our business as well, where we, um, you know, create video content for people for their websites, for, you know, commercial purposes or whatever, it doesn't even have to air on TV8. We can still help them out um, with just creating video content. So certainly reach out to me, Danielle, at TVAVail.com. More than happy to help anybody uh, get started on that journey. That's great because I know I was at one of the lodging partners up in Beaver Creek, and the production team came in and they shot a video that actually circulated on all of our guest TVs. So oh, there was some content that showed different parts of the hotel, the resort overall, and we showed that on our general channel for all the, the guests to see. And again, that was a nice little cue to get people to tune in to TV8. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, good information, Danielle. A lot coming down the pipeline, a lot yes. of changes with the seasons comes changes here at TV8. Yes. Great. Well, stay tuned, and if you're interested in doing any advertising or partnerships, please get a hold of Danielle. We've got a great viewership here and a lot of wonderful opportunities. We'll be right back with more Good Morning Vale. Good Morning Vale! Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. 
Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8. Así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast, nuestra página web cba.com y nuestra página de Facebook CBA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Well, Archer and I are going to get headed on further down the trail, but I hope you'll catch up with us a little bit later. Hi, I'm Ben Roof, and I'm one of the new hosts here at TV8. I'm so excited to share all of my explorations throughout the Vale Valley with my dog, Archer, where we'll be taking you to hiking trails, biking trails, maybe we'll go rafting, fishing, or whatever else we can come up with. I'm so excited to share all of that with you in my new segment, Outdoor Adventures. Don't forget to catch up with us every day right here at TV8 Vale or at TV8Vale.com because there's always more for you on 92. America was built on a love for the outdoors. We are a nation of sportsmen blessed with magnificent natural resources. With broad interest across water and field, we are united in our devotion to nature and conservation. Join us every week for the best shows celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Outdoor America. Live free. Do you have an interesting hobby or skill you'd like to share for Vale Valley? We want to hear from you. We're looking for people to share their musical, artistic, culinary, woodworking, athletic, or technical talents on Good Morning Vale. If you'd like to share your talents with the community, email danielle at tvavale.com. Join the community conversation. There's more for you on 92. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Let's take a look at that local weather outside. Getting up today at 26 degrees is going to be the low. 52 degrees is the high today. Full sunshine, which is going to be absolutely beautiful day. Nice mild temperatures. Light winds out of the west, 5 to 10 miles per hour, so not a lot going on there. As we look at Vale by the hour, we can see how it's starting to warm up. Those higher temperatures are going to be between 3 and 4 p.m., but that beautiful sunshine is going to lead to some very, very good starry nights with some clear skies out there this evening. 
Looking at the I-70 corridor, 66 and sunny in Denver, 52 and sunny in Vail. That sunshine continues in Avon at 52 degrees and then 55 over in Eagle. So full sunshine there on that I-70 corridor. This evening, things are going to cool down a little bit. We're going to see 26 degrees, mostly clear night sunset at 6.04 p.m. And not happening in those winds south-southwest 5 to 10 miles per hour. Now, looking at the five-day, a lot of things going to take place here. Still some great temperatures hanging around in that 50-degree range. 55 on Friday, 56 Saturday, 56 on Sunday. And some of those clouds are starting to move in, and we're going to hopefully see a little precipitation move in maybe Monday evening, Tuesday afternoon to get some of that snow flying and get us very excited about getting Vail Mountain open. Now, we got teased a little bit by Tracy with that pork loin that she's cooking. We're going to see segment two and have that finished off with that wonderful peach sauce. So then just cut your peaches in little julienne slices, and a julienne slice would be something like this, where you take your, your, your piece of whatever you're cutting, and you just cut it into thin strips. So we're going to cut that right there. And also sometimes when you're working with fresh fruits and vegetables, these could be a little more sour than they normally are when they're at their peak. So you might have to add a little more sugar. You'll always have to adjust. I'm just going to pop these right into the sauce for now that is turned off. I'm going to stir it around a little. There we go. That's kind of a nice gooey sauce right there. So those peaches are going to start to warm up a little bit. We'll turn that back on once we get really close to getting our um, pork all together. But right now, let's move on over to the pork tenderloin. Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite cuts because it is pretty much as lean as can be. So if you're looking for something really healthy, then a pork tenderloin. Always remember when it was called. I mean, you probably don't remember because it was like, my mom's time when they started calling it the other white meat, but that's really what it is. It's very low fat, it's very high protein, it's really, really good for you, and it's super quick to cook. A lot of people get scared cooking their pork, they're afraid they're going to overcook it, or they're going to, no, they're afraid they're going to undercook it and you're going to get salmonella, but really, it's, it's easy to cook it to a nice temperature, and 145 is that temperature. Okay, so here we have the pork. These are pork tenderloins. This piece right here is called the silver skin, and that is a piece of fat that typically I just like to cut right off. A lot of people don't, especially if you are grilling it. You might not want to cut it off, but me, I'm kind of like picky about all the fat on my meat, so I cut most of it off. So let's just trim this up a little bit. You can kind of get like under a piece of the fat and then just pull it off. Hold it up like that. See that? Cut underneath. And then we'll get this big piece off right here. And get that all cleaned up. Okay, so now I have another frying pan, which I have on a, I'm going to turn the, I'm going to crank this one up a little bit because we are going to add a cold, I've been having, I've had this pork sitting out at room temperature for probably about 15, 20 minutes now, which is typically what you want to do whenever you're cooking um, some meat like this. So you pull, you have your, um, 
your meat out at room temperature because what happens is if you pull it right from the refrigerator, it's cold, and then you want to put it in a hot pan. It's like, ah! So you want to kind of warm the meat up a little bit. Same with steak, same with chicken breast, same with pork, same with pretty much everything. Fish, fish, let's not say the same with fish. Let's just say the same with these meats. Okay, so I'm going to medallion this right now, and what that means is I'm just cutting it into small, round pieces so it's going to be really easy to cut i mean really easy to cook we're going to do about a half an inch okay so make sure you have a really sharp knife hold your knife like like you really got it and then just cut these pieces all righty and what we're going to do is we're just going to season this with salt and pepper really really simple Get all of these pieces cut. You know, at the bottom, you're going to get like some weird pieces, so you just figure that out. Cut them however you think they're going to cook the best. Usually they have a little more fat right there. All right, now we have all of our pork medallions. So this is, this is basically a medallion right there. That's what a medallion is. So if you ever go out to eat or somebody's like, oh, I'm going to medallion that today, this is, this is what it means. It's just like a nice little nice piece that's even and kind of small. All righty. Now we have to season our meat. And you always want to season every single side of your meat. When I'm cooking big like filet mignons or something like that, I make sure I get every side, like all the sides and all four sides. These are a little smaller, so they might be easier. So I'm going to flip them over and just season every piece. When you're flipping them over, like sometimes I just like to, you know, rub those sides so that they get a little seasoning on them as well. You'll definitely notice a better flavor if you properly season everything that you're cooking. Salt and pepper is really my favorite spice. Okay, so we've got the pepper on there. Now let's get the salt on. And depending on your dietary restrictions, you know you might not want to add that much salt. I'm going to put some oil in the bottom of this pan. Feels like it's warming up already. I can just feel it with my hands. Um, but I am going to crank it up because my meat is somewhat cold and my pan, I want everything to sizzle when I put it in the pan. So right when I put this pork in, I want it to sizzle. So let's see. I don't know. Maybe. Ready? Oh, yeah. See, we got a little sizzle. So now I'm just going to put all of these medallions in here at a medium-high heat because we are putting a lot of pork in here. And that's going to bring the temperature of the pan down a little bit. And we want to get a sear on one side so that it's absolutely delicious. This is not going to take very long at all to cook. After you work with uh, raw meat, you really need to wash up your hands and your cutting board. So let's take a quick break. Keep an eye on this. If your break goes more than four minutes, flip over your pork. But if not, we'll be right back to flip that pork over. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch. 
717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. America was built on a love for the outdoors. We are a nation of sportsmen, blessed with magnificent natural resources. With broad interests across water and field, we are united in our devotion to nature and conservation. Join us every week for the best shows celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Outdoor America. Live free. top kid inventors who face off against each other to see who can come up with the most innovative and creative invention. And Think Big Kids acquire and showcase their skills in creativity, science, marketing, design, and don't forget, teamwork. Check your local listings and watch the world's most innovative kids. They create and invent new toys, games, websites, and new modes of transportation. Tune in to Think Big. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Today we bring you the first part of our global broadcast exclusive conversation. The streets of Tahrir have once again been filled. Key issues here at the United Nations Climate Change Conference remain unresolved. Police are saying the protesters to move further and further away. I'm Amy Goodman. And I'm Juan Gonzalez. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now! There is a lot going on out in the sports arena right now. A lot of things going on with locally opening day at some of the different mountains, but a lot having to do with that national spotlight that's be being put on CU football, their coach and everything going on. Let's take a look and see what's happening. Thanks for joining us. Well, ski season is finally here, and Keystone had their opening day Wednesday afternoon. 
Ben Roof and I took to the slopes and we have the sights and sounds for you from opening day. Well, it's opening day at Keystone and I would say the vibe's starting to pick up a little bit here, wouldn't you, Ben? Definitely. The Stoke is alive. People are real excited getting on the lift. The music's bumping. I am excited for ski season. Well, I'm glad we made it down to opening day. Robbie Whittle joined alongside Ben Roof. Ben, what are you looking forward to most about opening day here at Keystone? I'm just excited about getting in, getting the skis on the feet and getting out there and just starting to make some turns. I mean, that's really all I'm excited about right now. We've got some good snow for this early in the season, but there's only a couple of runs open, so there's not necessarily going to be a whole bunch of room. I'm just kind of thinking about getting warmed up getting ready to go yeah i would say i am too let's get after it sights and sounds coming at you right now opening day how we feeling feeling great happy to start the season opening day how stoked are we we're feeling so stoked out here although it may be early in the season keystone's opening day didn't disappoint it's been an incredible opening day thanks to some amazing cold weather temperatures uh, we've been able to make a ton of snow up on our mountain open up the season with two miles of skiing on our school marm and silver spoon trails we've also got a hike to terrain park on our spring dipper trail as well as a beginner learning area off of our kokomo carpet lift with so many options we took to the slopes Overall conditions were fair, and we got a lot of good early season laps and to shake off that rust. By mid-December, we should be seeing much more of the resort accessible, but there's one thing to note. Keystone is changing. The resort is opening the Bergman Lift. For the first time ever, guests will have access to 550 acres of lift service terrain in our Bergman Bowl and Erickson Bowl, which is really exciting. Normally when we think of high alpine terrain, we're thinking of strictly double black diamonds, advanced trails. This is actually going to be really approachable terrain for a variety of skill levels. So everybody's going to be able to get that experience of getting to the very top of the mountain, looking out across beautiful Summit County and getting to experience some amazing high alpine skiing. Normally when the words high alpine terrain are brought up, this excludes certain skill levels. However, it keeps that's not the case. All skill levels are more than welcome to hit the Bergman lift. And expect this part of the resort to be open mid-December to early January. With Keystone opening on the 1st and A-Basin opening on the 29th, we're just waiting on a few more resorts to open up in our area. Vail Resort is projected to be ready to go November 10th, and Beaver Creek should be operational by November 22nd, just before Thanksgiving. I checked with Copper the other day, and they look to be up and running by November 13th, and Breckenridge will be good to go by November 10th, so it'll be feeling like winter pretty soon here in the Centennial State. Looking to bounce back from what I would call a pretty embarrassing loss at home to Stanford, CU football was looking for a win on the road in Pasadena, California against number 23-ranked UCLA. After jumping out to a 3-0 lead, Travis Hunter comes up big for the Buffs as he picks off Bruins quarterback Ethan Garbers to give the Buffs the ball back on offense. The Buffs will settle for another field goal, and this will ultimately come back to bite them. UCLA working deep in CU territory. Garbers finds the open man Carson Steele in the end zone for six, and a chance to take the lead with the PAT, which they make to go up 7-6 on Colorado. Back with the ball in the second quarter, it's Garbers again. He'll hand it off to Steele, who makes his way down the field, sifting through the CU defense, but he'll get stopped. Ball comes out, and CU recovers. 
Another costly turnover for the Bruins, but the Buffs won't capitalize on the fumble recovery. So they'll give it straight back to UCLA again. Garbers with the ball, looking around the field. He'll let it rip, and it's picked off by Travis Hunter for the third turnover of the day. But once again, the Buffs offense doesn't put anything together. UCLA will let the Buffs hang around once again, though, as they turn the ball over again, steal fumbles, and it's recovered by the Buffs before the half. On to the third quarter. Garbers and the Bruins offense find some rhythm as he gets Logan Loya downfield for the biggest gain of the night. Now Garbers back with it looking downfield. He finds Moliki Matavo for six, and the Bruins go up by eight. Third and goal now for UCLA. They'll run it with TJ Harden, and it's just too easy. Bruins now up 21-6 on Colorado. Colorado in danger as the fourth quarter is starting to wind down in Pasadena. They'll march down the field and put up another three to make this one a 9-21 game. Not what you want to see if you're a Buffs fan. UCLA back with the ball, now in scoring position. Colin Schlee with a great read here. Pulls the ball away from his running back, makes a man miss, and gets in the end zone for another Bruins six. UCLA putting this one out of reach, and this puts the exclamation point on the game to make it crunch time for the Buffs, if you ask me. Buffs working downfield. Shadur Sanders lets one rip, and the ball finds its way into the hands of Jimmy Horn Jr. for Colorado's first touchdown of the game, but it came too late. Colorado down 12 in this matchup late in the game to UCLA, and that's the way this one will finish. CU falls on the road to UCLA, 16-28. Taking a look now at CU's remaining games, it doesn't get any easier. They take on number 16 Oregon State and Arizona as their next two home games, who are both strong teams. Then the Buffs will close out the regular season at Washington State, then travel to Salt Lake for a rivalry week game against Utah in that rumbling of the Rockies matchup, who's ranked 18th in the country currently. Now we'll shift things up and take a look at Air Force. Over the weekend, we had a matchup between the Air Force Academy and Colorado State in Fort Collins. The Falcons were able to get the job done, beating the Rams 30-13. to With the win, Air Force remains undefeated on the season and currently holds that top spot in the Mountain West Conference. The Falcons move up to 17th in the country after that win, which marks the first time they've been ranked this high nationally since 2002 so if you're an air force fan long time this may be one of the best years you've ever seen for their football program now just taking a quick look here at the ap top 25 for reference air force as we talked about moves up to that 17th spot nationally after the win over colorado state i said it once but i'll say it again it's a good year to be a falcons fan well cu men's basketball is getting ready for another season and the buffs this year have the highest rated recruit the program has ever landed playing for him this season. Head coach Tad Boyle, he's excited for the year in front of the Buffs. When asked about his team at Pac-12 Media Day, head coach of CU men's basketball Tad Boyle didn't hold back his thoughts. It's deep, it's talented, there's no doubt. You know, I, I go back to that first, uh, first team that I coached, inherited, you know, all those guys. We were really talented offensively. Obviously, we were... We weren't in the Pac-12 yet by then, but uh, uh, this this is a good group. Uh, a lot of talent, a lot of depth, and uh, yeah. A lot of returning talent is something to be excited about. However, one first-year player seems to be all the talk. 
Boyle says this is what to expect from newcomer Cody Williams this season. You know, every day he gets better and better, and that's what we've talked about with, with Cody is just let's just take each day as it comes. Let's, not, let's eliminate as much as we can the outside noise. I want our fans to understand that there will be a learning curve, you know, and I had a chance to coach Cody this summer with USA Basketball, and, you know, there was an adjustment there. Uh, but managing expect expectations is going to be big for him, and it's something that we're, we're going to talk about a lot you know, as the season goes. Williams is the first five-star commit the Buffs have ever landed. In his first game in Boulder, Williams played over 26 minutes and scored eight points. His team knows he's capable of more with time. The crazy thing about it is he's still so young. He still has so much to learn, and he's willing to learn, so he comes to me and Tristan all the time, asks us questions. I mean, we talk a lot outside of practice, hang out, um, outside of practice and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's a, he's a special talent. Colorado is favored to finish fifth in the Pac-12 conference this year, but we'll see if they can improve on that preseason mark. So the season started last week for CU men's basketball, and they picked up a win against MSU Denver at home in Boulder. So not a bad start for the Buffs. Make sure to continue coming back to us for all the latest sports coverage here in the Valley and beyond. We'll see you next time. Are you ready to explore famous neighborhoods from New York City to Kentucky? Watch The Neighborhood with host Nicole Newman. Featuring famous people, unique history, and delicious places to eat and drink. Our viewers get an inside personal look at each neighborhood. With each episode we learn, grow, laugh, and live like a local, not just a visitor. Welcome to The Neighborhood. Check your local program schedule and tune in. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind. Body. Beauty.
When people think of world-class destinations, they're drawn to a place that provides opportunities for fine dining, shopping, superior lodging, exciting events, and unparalleled outdoor activities. Park City, Utah and Vail, Colorado are renowned destinations for travelers and extraordinary homes for residents. Feature your exceptional products and services in these two luxury communities. Advertise with Park City Television and TV8 Vail. Contact us today. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there. From landmarks to undiscovered treasures, this is your guide to all the good vibes here in Vail. And right behind me is one of Vail's most iconic hotels, and the only one here that's been operated by its original founders for the past 60 years. It's a landmark. Well, it's a landmark because it's built by two people who have no idea what they were doing. And those two people were Shaika and her late husband, Pepe, both originally from Austria. After getting an opportunity to buy land in Vail Village, they decided to give the hotelier life a try. Originally being, you know, in New York as a model, modeling in New York, I thought it would be perfect with Pepe being a ski racer, very well, very well known and loved by everybody and doing well in the ski business. I thought, well, he could have his ski shop and we build a little lodge like we do in Europe. We live above and we still live above. Same furniture, the same. The only thing is changed is the upholstery and the curtains. Wow. But it was built so different. And, you know, it was banquet, wooden floor. You can't make that floor anymore the way it is now. And then we have a lot of Austrian furniture and very different. Shaika says growing up in Austria during a war shaped her tastes. You know, we were war and during the war, everything, we had nothing. Both Pepe and I lost everything. And when you never had anything, you get things with a steady, with a good, strong, you know. And our, they are, you know, and our rooms look like guest rooms in somebody's home. They don't look like a hotel room. We don't have air conditioning, but we have fans. We don't have an ice box, but you can come down here and get ice. And so the little Austrian-style Gasthof remains authentic and charming, which is why the guests love it. I feel like I'm in Europe, and that's what I wanted. I, it's amazing that they have owned it and maintained it and been able to stay without being taken over by all the modern types of hotels. And Shaika has no plans to change that anytime soon. Friends and employees describe her as a tough cookie with a heart of gold. I'm very, you know, outspoken. I like to scream and get mad. And then they quit and walk in out one door, come back in the next door. It's just a family. My, the ones who last here for 20, 30 years. And like I'm bragging that here I'm since 64, I have only five chefs in 64 for all these years. And they all stayed here. And then I had people here for 30 years. 
John, like you just met, the one who's 30, 42 years with me. I had a housekeeper 30 years with me. You know, when you have people like that, they become part of a family. It's for, through thick and thin. She says she owes her strong character and confidence to her grandma. Yeah, that came from her, that she really put very much confidence in me, that always, even as a child, she never said, look down or the pain, they always look up. Because if you look on the ground, all you see is dirt. But you look up, you see blue sky. So that's where I got the confidence that I keep my head high. And remaining energetic and hardworking well into her 80s, she says is from self-love. I'm in love with myself. <laughs> I love myself. And I always say, if you love yourself, you love everybody else. If you cannot love yourself, how can you know? love other people. Her love for others is shared generously, not only with her family, guests, and employees, but for the people of Vail as a whole. She says Vail wouldn't be the town it is without the people who helped build it. I think the moment we came to Vail, there was just something about it, the people. The people we have met at that time in 1962, everybody had a dream. You know, everybody wanted to make something special. Well, I just say I'm very happy and I love America and I love, and like I said, I said it years ago, it takes a valley to make a village. And Vale became, thanks to the people in the valley, the people here, it's not just the town, it's the people who are in the town. She says if you're in Vale, come stop by the hotel or Peppy's restaurant for some delicious food or just to say hi. You're watching K34QB, Vail, Colorado. Happy Thursday. It's November 2nd. Thankful Thursday week. Hard to believe we are in the start of the holiday season. I'm your host, Kimberly Perot. Joining me today in studio is Kevin. We've got a very exciting second hour. The Tiger Drive with Red Sandstone Elementary will be here to chat all things about fundraising and how you can participate. Runs for ALS will also be here in studio. Plus, Veil Vibes, Goat Yoga with Avija, and much more. So hour two of Good Morning Veil starts right now. Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Good Morning Vail to see Kim and I talk about things all holiday related. I hate to say that word, holiday, it's just around the corner. And she, Kim said we've got a tiger coming in today. So we're going to have to stay tuned and see what happens with that tiger. But right now, let's take a look at that local weather. 26 degrees getting up today at 8 a.m. 52 degrees is going to be the high. Look at that sunshine. Going to be a beautiful day out there. Full sun, light winds out of the west. 5 to 10 miles per hour, so not a lot happening out there in the weather. As we go veil by hour, we kind of see those warmer temperatures between that 3 and 4 p.m. time frame. But look at that full sunshine and then mostly clear tonight for all the stargazing that you want to, might, may want to participate in. It's going to be a little cold tonight, so make sure if you're outside, you want to bundle up. 
The I-70 corridor looks absolutely gorgeous. It's going to be a beautiful drive out there today if you're going between here and Denver. 66 degrees in full sunshine in Denver, 52 in Vail, 52 in Avon, and 55 in full sun in Eagle. So the sunshine is out there in full force. Going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. Tonight, low is going to be 26 degrees, mostly clear, sun setting at 6.04 p.m. So those days are starting to shrink up a little bit, but we do have a time change coming up just around the corner. So we're going to make up an hour there and get some time back. South Southwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, so very light winds. But this is something interesting. We keep talking about the holidays and opening day on some of the mountains. This is the forecast we want to look at. Friday, 55 degrees. Saturday, 56 degrees. Got mostly sunshine coming out there. But then the weather starts to turn towards the end of the week there. So some precipitation moving in, hopefully adding a little snowfall, hopefully adding to that the peaks that we have up there on on the hill right now and that snow making that's taking place i think uh, i think we're going to make opening day i think we are too you know i think the seasons have already changed here on set they as have. you can see yeah. we are heading into winter season and it's just going to be so exciting can't wait i know yeah so we've got a great show we you do. mentioned als we're going to talk about all things als a lot of people don't know what ALS is. They may know it as Lou Gehrig's disease. So we're going to learn a little bit more, more about that. And then the tiger drive. The tiger Arr. drive. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. <laughs> Very excited to see what they'll be doing. I know Red Sandstone Elementary and the vice president of the PTA will be here to talk all about um, how you can participate and really, I guess you could say, support and, and bolster the education system here in the town. And we certainly love that. That's a big mission for us here. Absolutely. And anytime there's fundraising for the educational resources we have here in town, we encourage everybody to participate because those youth are our future. And also voting. It's coming up. That's There's right. a lot that has to do lot with education. On the so docket. Definitely lots of things coming up. So you make sure you want to educate yourself before you make decisions. But before we even get into that, we'll come right back after this commercial break. It's going to be an exciting hour too. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Think Big features top kid inventors who face off against each other to see who can come up with the most innovative and creative invention. And Think Big kids acquire and showcase their skills in creativity, science, marketing, design, and don't forget, teamwork. Check your local listings and watch the world's most innovative kids. They create and invent new toys, games, websites, and new modes of transportation. Tune in to Think Big. America was built on a love for the outdoors. We are a nation of sportsmen, blessed with magnificent natural resources. With broad interests across water and field, we are united in our devotion to nature and conservation. Join us every week for the best shows celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Outdoor America. Live. 
Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Hi, I'm Gretchen Pleshaw, host of TVA Fail. From fashion to food, from film to festivals, experience a unique look at the boutiques, spas, restaurants, and venues that make the Valley so special. Join me for Glitz and Glam. Find it in Good Morning Vail or at our website at tv8vail.com. I can't wait for our next adventure. Dogtails is America's premier dog lovers magazine show. This series is all about dogs and the people who love them. Featuring dogs of all sizes, shapes, and breeds, keeping you up to date with all the latest news from the dog world. Sit back and enjoy a fun program for the whole family. Check your local listings and tune in to Dogtails. Welcome back. We're at the top of hour two at Good Morning Vale. And joining me today on the couch is the vice president of the PTO at Red Sandstone Elementary, Kristen Letko, and the famous face of the Tiger Drive. <laughs> Kristen, how are you this morning? Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Thrilled. We're so excited to be here. Thrilled to have you here. I Like I mentioned, lions, tigers, and bears are mine, but we've got the tiger of the trio joining us on the couch today. Well, he might be the one stealing the show, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, uh, this is so fun. So tell me a bit about about why we've got a tiger on the couch today. <laughs> so Red Sandstone, Vail's only public school, is hosting our annual Tiger Drive. We did this last year and had great success funding our basketball court okay. that will be going in in the spring. So we're back this year hoping to have even more success and fund our STEM lab this year. That's our big ask and where all of our proceeds are uh, going this year. That's so we're amazing. really excited about that. And, and that's being executed and championed by the PTO. And yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, um, about the PTO at Red Sandstone and just really your involvement. We are uh, a group of moms across the board. So whether you are someone who's super involved like myself or perhaps someone who does smaller projects for us on the side, everybody matters in making our school the place that it is. And I truly stand by that Red Sandstone is one of the most amazing educational facilities that I've ever been in as a former teacher myself. Mm -hmm. They love our kids, and they're just so student-focused that um, it's such an amazing place to have my kids go to, and having the PTO support behind that is like nothing I've ever seen. We're so fortunate to have Red Sandstone in Vail. It's such an amazing place. That's great. And yeah. so the Tiger Drive. So this has been a long-standing tradition. It is. Last year was the basketball court. So yep. that is being implemented and, and built so that it'll be ready to go by next spring. Is that correct? Yep. We're hoping to get that dug in the spring. It's a lot of a project. You okay. have to sort of excavate and level things out. And with our snowy weather, we have to be careful with the type of material that we're using. Mm -hmm. 
but we're hopeful that that will go in in the spring and be just another amazing place for our kids to play outside. So that's great. So what is the initiative? Like, how do you decide where the money is going to be allocated and what the next project will be? That's a great question. Um, When we were looking at where, what our big ask for this year should be, we had a lot of ideas bounce around about what would benefit the kids the most. And when we looked at our budgeting, we noticed that our STEM lab for each child at Red Sandstone, there was only $2 allocated wow. for each for the entire year. Wow. So we knew if you think about how much technology aspects or components cost, we knew it was really important to fund that in a way that would be beneficial. And $2 was not making the cut. Sure. So we asked our STEM teacher, Jill Fletcher, um, what she had in mind and what she could use that money towards. And she just has some amazing ideas about robots for K to two and coding for three to five. And we're really hopeful that with the funding that we raise from Tiger Drive, that we'll be able to fulfill those asks and requests for her to benefit the kids. That's what it's all about. And it's never too late to start branching into that, especially as we as a society are moving more into Well, it's never technology. too early. It's I never too early. It's never too early. It's amazing to see. I have a uh, first grader now who was in kindergarten last year, and he was learning to code. Wow. Like he was learning to code little um, men on the computer to do dances and moves in his computer screen. I don't even know how to do that. So the fact that Red Sandstone sees the value in that and wants our kids to have that skill is amazing. It really is. You know, I learned how, I, t- I think I took a C++ college or <laughs> course in college, and I'll tell you what, I wish I had learned more because it's a great career to go into. Well, and that's another thing. I think that it's a wonderful um, path for kids to sort of start to explore if that's something they would want to pursue in the future. So not not only the kids that like should know how to do it just because, but also the kids that might find interest in that moving forward and might want to pursue a career in that. Absolutely. Like like instilling that love now. Absolutely. So really so, important. So work. tell me about the tiger, tiger Drive itself. What exactly is it? Give me the details, all yeah. the funding. We're it's going to be a great night. It is a community-wide event. So it is not just for our school population. We are hoping to pull in people across the community to get involved in this event. We have DJ Crusher coming out to uh, play some tunes for us. There will be, it's casino night. So we will have all sorts of games, uh, blackjack, roulette. Tickets include money to play those games. Great. Um, And then we have Reed Phillips, uh, big name in Vail, coming out to help us MC. So it'll be an adult-only night of drinking, gambling and just good company. So it's going to be a really fun evening. That's great. Now, when is the event? Uh, next Saturday, okay. 1111, lucky 1111 um, at seven o'clock. So we're really going with a yeah. luck theme there. <laughs> lucky seven, lucky 11 at Manor Vale. They're hosting us this year. And we're just really excited about that. We have a specialty cocktail, the snake eyes drink <laughs> on the menu. And that is also included in our ticket price. That's great. So, so where can we go for more information? Tell me the details. Um, if you go to Red Sandstone's website, okay. there will be a link to buy tickets and there will also be a link to our silent auction that's oh, happening. Great. We have some great local sponsors for that. Um, Sun and Alp is offering up a night um, at the hotel. Awesome. We have Bold Property Management offering to come clean your house. That's huge. Exciting. <laughs> we have some babysitting services on there, um, two arrows, uh, kaleidoscope. So we just have a lot of great things that will be um, 
offered through our silent auction and sponsored through so many generous people in Vail helping to make this a success. That's great. And Kristen, so you are vice president of the PTO. When did you decide to get involved and how long have you been involved? So I'm actually co-vice president. There's another another vice president who is just a fantastic teammate. I'm so lucky to have her. She couldn't be here today. I have always been involved in my kids' education. I think the more involved that we can be or to be involved at whatever level we're able to be mm-hmm. is really important to show them that their education matters to us. Um, so when I got approached last year as the board was turning over, so it's a two-year term, okay. um, I couldn't think of a better way to get involved. I've always been involved on a smaller scale, being a room mom, helping with those type of things. But it was important to me to get involved on a bigger scale because I think it's important that my kids should know that I'm involved in their education Absolutely. every step of the way. And it's not just for your kids. The work that you're doing now will Absolutely. be building for future students as well. So that's just very Absolutely. exciting. Now, um, are there volunteer opportunities? Talk yes. about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. We are certainly still looking for members of our community to donate to our silent auction. Um, whether it's gift cards or a party or a service that you can provide, we would love to have some of those things coming in as well. We also need help setting up Manor Vale. They were so generous to host us, but we need it to look as good as it can. So we would love to have members of the community come out and help with that as well. It really is something that we feel the entire community should be a part of Mm -hmm. because Red Sandstone is Vale's only public school. So we really want to bring in lots of members of the community as well. Absolutely. And we definitely want to support and and help uplift the community and the students and the teachers there as well. And then always we'll be having the mascot there as well. (laughs) So fun to see, fun to see all that you're doing and and all the participation. Now, while we don't know who is underneath that mask. There may Who not could be. It be? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, Kristen, again, we can head over to the website to find out all the information. Yep. Red, um, um, Red Sandstone's school website will have it right there on the cover page for you. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on and for bringing a special guest. I love seeing the tiger joining us here and uh, just very exciting stuff. So next Saturday, 11-11. p.m. Wonderful. Well, thank you so very much. Very excited to have you here. Now stay tuned. We've got a lot more here in the second hour of Good Morning Vale. We'll be right back after this. Welcome aboard. Bobby Laurie and Nikki Noya have your ticket to everything you need for an on-the-go lifestyle. Grab your boarding pass. It's time to jet set. Hi, I'm Ben Belgrad, and I'm the owner of Drinking Vessels here at Bat Country Studios in Minturn. And I've been in the Valley for seven years. Um, I moved to the Valley because a friend helped me to get my vision off the ground, building my glass studio here, um, and being so close to snowboarding. So here at the studio, we're acting as a broker for 50 to 100 artists from around the country. We also offer glassblowing classes, and we bring many artists from around the country here to be able to work and create art collaboratively and be so close to skiing and all the activities we have here in the Valley. Here at Drinking Vessels, we specialize in handmade glass drinkware from artists around the country and around the world. 
Some of these are produced as more of an item you could get in sets and kind of get different color options as time goes on. And some of these are completely one of a kind uh, and really high-end art that's unlike anything people have seen before. While I'm an artist myself here at the studio, I'm representing between 50 and 100 other artists from around the country. And most of these artists are able to spend most of their time working on their art while we help handle their marketing and their sales and the distribution and representation, allowing them more time to focus on their art. That's really my privilege in running this business is creating that support and providing that platform for this big group of artists that are part of a movement that's very important to me. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at RevivalValeValley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind. Body. Beauty. Coming up this season on Ready, Set, Renovate, real homeowners tackle really big renos. Welcome to the ugliest house in the neighborhood. <laughs> wild ride from before to after. If we go to the tile store one more time, only one of us is coming out alive. <laughs> well, I didn't know he was going to do all that. Between the budget and the timeline, it's makeover madness. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Here in the Valley, we like to talk about things that maybe a lot of our viewers don't know about. And one of those is a disease called ALS, and that stands for Amyotrophic Lateral Sclerosis. And I've got not only two experts that know about it, but are also out there working hard to bring awareness, but more importantly, support those that have ALS both from a financial standpoint by raising money and also from a support standpoint as far as community. Pamela, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much good. for having us. And Michael, how are you, sir? Doing well. Thank good. you for having well, us. Well, let's learn a little bit about ALS for the viewers that may not know anything about it. Of course. Um, so basic, basic definition is it's a neurological disease and there is a breakdown in the nerves in the body between the brain and the muscles. So the first signs of ALS are some twitching. Uh, lots of times people actually experience it, um, you know, when their muscles are tired, like it's like some muscle twitching in their, right. um, usually arms or legs. Uh, it starts as that. And then it is more of a, just a, it's a very slow progression of weakness throughout the body because the muscles will break down because they're not getting that communication from the brain to work and to activate. Um, doctors and scientists still don't know. There's still so much unknown about ALS of what actually causes it, what can prevent it. Um, but it's a very, um, ultimately, you know, it's a terminal disease. Ultimately, our, our lungs are a muscle and ultimately you're, not, you're unable to breathe uh, on your own. 
and that's where it ultimately people end up passing, is unable to breathe. They're they're able to get a trach, so they can help have assistance breathing. Right. Um, that is a that is a very difficult lifestyle. Um, some choose not to, some do, and it still doesn't. Um, it doesn't mean forever right. <laughs> with it, even still. It just can progress um, and uh, have a longer lifespan, lifespan if they would like. Right. Now, when I was looking at and trying to learn a little bit more about ALS myself, I saw that 90% of the cases are sporadic, which means there is no indicator, there is no family history, there's no key indicators where someone would have ALS, and only 10% is familial, where there is a history in the family, which leads you to believe how in the heck don't we know so much about this disease? Because it's been around for a while. Like mm -hmm. I, I mentioned in the opening of the show, uh, a lot of people know it maybe as Lou Gehrig's disease. So it's been around for a while, yep. but trying to find out and pinpoint the origin and what causes it has still been a mystery. Yes, <laughs> and it is a... Um... It is a very big frustration, you know, for people who are more involved with it and have that maybe personal connection. Um, you, you hear a lot in communication saying, uh, you know, ALS doesn't discriminate because there, there is no, um, there, are, there are statistics, there are research out there. Um, it tends to be males between 40 and 60, yep. middle-aged males. I, I don't think they know why. Um, it just happens so those are how the numbers have shown over the past and the research that they've done. And obviously, they're, I'm, sh well, I'm sure they're taking that in con into consideration as to right. why. Um, but children, female, male, older, younger, it, it doesn't, it hasn't mattered right. um, with people getting ALS. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is a big, is a big question that we still, still don't know. Yeah. And as with any disease, obviously, it takes its toll on the individual with the disease both from a personal standpoint, career standpoint, but then also with the family because there's a lot of considerations that need to be made on caring for that individual now. Absolutely. Um, and depending on how fast of a progression that people have, which, which the people don't know, the doctors don't know, uh, which is also very, you know, you just got this disease and they're not able to tell you much either. Right. Um, you kind of have to react as it goes which just makes the whole experience that much harder as well. You, you can try to prepare as best as you can and from what people can tell you, um, but you, it is, it will, it's literally a surprise when things start to change in your body and what you realize you can't do anymore and right. having to adapt to that. And the, I, I guess I can't speak for them, um, but I imagine it being one of the most frustrating things is that it doesn't affect your brain and how you think and how you work but you can't do what you think. Right. You know, in that I, I, I can't imagine what that feels like. And to have, to know that you can still think and do and work, like do your profession, you know, think about it, but you can't actually do it. Right. Um, and having to rely on that support physically, um, which then turns into a 24 seven care. Yep. You know, not just, uh, I can't drive. I just can't drive. You know, it's, 24-7, yeah. the basic things of life of brushing your teeth, getting up and going to the bathroom, eating, just the basic things of life and that you need, you can't do on your own. Yeah, and reading about it, there's different severities or somewhere people are completely catatonic where 
In others, there's more functionality, there's more movement and mobility, but the financial impact on individuals can be 250 or more thousand dollars a year just to get the proper care. That's not even mentioning medications that mm -hmm. may be out there that not cure, but maybe can help and assist in some of the symptoms. So let's talk a little bit about the financial component and runs for ALS and what you've founded and created. Right. So Runs for ALS is the nonprofit. Um, this was created because my brother passed away of ALS in 2019. And it was in 2017 that he got the diagnosis and we were told, you know, we, they've never seen such, they'd, so ALS is very hard to diagnose. Mm -hmm. The symptoms, what, happen, what happens to start in the body is symptoms for thousands of diseases or anything that could be wrong, you know, as a first indicator. So it is really hard to say you have, you have ALS. And I, I probably think that they want to rule that out as much as they can without giving somebody that terminal diagnosis as well. Right. So, but that is a very frustrating time period too, to also know something's wrong, but we don't know what. Um, when, it, when my brother did get his diagnosis, the doctor was saying how they had never really diagnosed so early. Um, you came in, you know, he knew the right people to go in right away, kind of by, you know, bypassed a couple steps that I think could have prolonged that. Um, it seemed to be just in his left hand. So, and it really was like that for a while. And we, we thought maybe we were pretty lucky that we would have, it would be a very slow progressing and we would have a lot more time. Right. Um, and the first year pretty much was that. And the second year was not. Uh, it happened really fast. Nobody knows why. Um, and it is what you find out. It is, it is really hard to live with ALS right. and it's really hard to, um, afford to live with ALS. And so I were from Massachusetts. That's where my brother lived and I live out here now. Um, and I was trying to, I used to, I would go back once a month and help if I could just spend time with him. And I wanted to do more because it got to the point where, he needed 24-7 care. Uh, my sister, he has, you know, family, wife and two kids. She was working. Kids, you know, they have, they needed, they needed help. And they have, we had a huge community of help, of people doing little things. And I would really, I can't stress how really important that is for really anybody who needs any kind of help in, you know, you don't have to ask one person for do everything. If you just have one person do one thing, you know, and you have a community, a team of little little stuff getting done. It is such a huge help and a huge impact to just have one person bring a meal, just have one person take the trash out. Right. You know, the one last thing that is such a little thing to them, but that you don't have to worry about and that you have other things that you can focus on is really so huge. Um, but it got to the point where he needed the 24 seven care and uh, insurance only covers so much. Right. Um, and it really not a lot. And so um, I thought of it, I thought, you know, we're out here skiing, we're in Vail, you know, we're gonna ski anyways. So I thought, oh, let's do a fun little challenge. Instead of doing a walk or a run, like a lot of fundraisers are, let's ski. So I got my friends together and we thought of this fun little, like, let's do, tw let's see if we can do 20 runs. Um, and we can do it, but I also didn't realize <laughs> how long or hard of a day it was. And it was uh, a, an actual challenge. 
Um, <laughs> so it's a whole day. Yeah. Um, but people loved it. You know, it's still doable. You know, and and it was great. And we raised a couple thousand dollars just by, hey, we're doing this. Come, you know, support us, kind of thing. And there was yeah. probably like a dozen of us out there. And so we raised a couple thousand dollars. It was great. It was fun. Um, got the word out there. You know, talked about ALS and Lou Gehrig's disease. The November of 2019, he passed. And so I just, I was just talking to Mick being one of them. He, you know, one of my good friends, it's like, we could keep doing this. We could help more people. You know, now I'm in the kind of like AS, ALS community and people I just talked to on Facebook that are active, you know, are very vocal about it. And there happened to be one in Colorado Springs, Stephen Martin, and never met him. Um, but I just, he reminded me a lot of my brother. He was a um, father of two, funny guy, spiritual guy, and very vocal. Like a lot of people with ALS have a hard time being vocal about it because they can't speak. Right. It comes to a point where these muscles do not work and they can't, and that's very hard. Um, but he still was, and I just was really drawn to him and reached out to him and was like, I know you don't know me, <laughs> but you know this is my story, and we want to continue to do this ski you know, fundraiser, and we'd like to help you. Yeah. Um, and so he did. And then it was COVID. So we didn't ski, <laughs> but we got creative and was just honestly also trying to just get people moving during COVID. Hey, get outside, do 20 miles or 20 minutes or 20 laps or 20 of something. Yeah. Um, and we raised even more money. It was quite, wow. um, it, it was very humbling um, to, to see it happen. And so I decided to make it a 501c3, an official nonprofit. And you know, move forward and having my experience and just seeing how there's, there are quite a few organizations out there that raise money for research. And it's so important. It's vital yeah. because there is still, there is still no cure. Um, yes, they have some med medicine out there, some treatments that are supposed to help slow down the progression of ALS. I think from what I have read, they are all it's some, it works for some, not for others. I, right. You can't say it 100% slows the progression down. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, this is a big fight that people are actually are trying to, are, are fighting for in the um, standpoint of what's approved uh, by the FDA and what people can take, what's covered under insurance. People literally can't afford to live with ALS. Yeah, with, that's what we were talking about, just that expense that goes along. And it is a fight. It's a yeah. fight financially. It's a fight emotionally. It's a fight physically to get through this. And your event, it's got a Facebook page, or it's got an Instagram and Facebook. What yes. is that? Yep, Runs for ALS. So it's, Runs for ALS. It's the number four. Okay. Um, and it's also the number four, runsforals.org um, is our website to find out any information. Uh, we have two events now. And so our second one is a, is a bar crawl in, Vail, in Vail Village. Nice. Uh, that we, this is now going to be our third year um, doing that. And it's a, you know, it's a smaller event, you know, but I was trying to just think of how to get the word out there more about us, about the organization. And because 100% of our money raised during these events go to people living with ALS. We give grants to people living with ALS. We also do support other organizations that raise money for research. Right. Um, but our main mission and goal is to help people living with ALS. And when is that event? That's November, is it the 11th? Yep, Saturday, okay. November 11th. The crawl itself will happen between five and eight. Okay. So if people work till six, like that's okay. Yeah. They can come Get and crawl. Get out there and participate. Yeah, they can crawl anytime um, between, that, between that range. Um, 
We have five locations. Okay. So our little our like home base for the event is at Cucina, which is at the Lodge of Fail. Yep. So people will check in there. I'll be there, check people in, um, give a little spiel, you know, a rundown of of what they need to do, and they'll get the they'll get a crawl card that'll have each of the locations on there. Each of the it's a little bit different, you know. People you don't have to just go and get a drink. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make it fun. We wanted to make it so if people didn't want to drink, they didn't have to to participate. Um, they will, there will be a challenge or an activity at each location um, that you don't necessarily have to do well at to participate either. So it's a little more interactive. <laughs> yeah. You get the community involvement, you get the awareness aspect, and of course, what we're after is that fundraising component to help the research and help the individuals. Yeah, and so a big part of this event um, is Kuchina donating 25% of the food and beverage sales uh, during that day. So they're going to be open from 3 to 9 We'll be there. We'll be there hanging out. Um, so even if people don't want to crawl or if they can't, if they're available in the afternoon, come have lunch, you know, yeah. come watch some football. Um, you know, there's still, that's still a great way that people can get involved, find out a little bit more, contribute a little bit more um, if they can't actually crawl. Uh, but we are super thankful to Kachina. Yeah. We have Pazos, Vail Brewing Company, uh, Vendettas, and 10th Mountain Whiskey. Those are our five locations Wonderful on the crawl that are, we're super thankful for them. It, everyone, every year, um, I mean, I know we've only done it twice, but every year people just say how much fun they have. Right. And it's for such a great cause that, you know, it's generally a slower weekend now. Vail Mountain opening a little bit earlier. Yep. We know, you know, we noticed it is a little bit slower and the locals, it gives a good, a good excuse for the locals yeah. to get out, support some local businesses, bring them some business, support us, um, and hopefully learn more about um, ALS at the same time and how they can be involved and and hopefully then come to our ski event in March yeah. the the 21 challenge building it up and keeping it doing well Pamela Michael thank you for all you do viewers get out there 1111 runs for ALS get on the Facebook page but more importantly get out there and participate this is a great event we'll thank be you so much we'll be back soon with more good morning Vale. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. 
Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Good morning, Bell. Come on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vale Vibes. This is your guide to all the good vibes here in Vale and beyond. I'm Avisha Scarborough, and today we've got a lot to feel good about because we've got some cuddly creatures to play with here at the Vale Stables. Baby goats tend to bring out smiles from everyone around them, and Vale Stables understands that. Their goat yoga, or goga, classes draw people from all over the country. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Absolutely loved it. Just so fun, you know, getting centered out with nature. And then, of course, the goats just continuously reminding you whether you want it or not with their little sounds and coming up for pets. Just so peaceful and lovely. We're from Kansas City. And what made you want to try goat yoga? Guess we always wanted to do it. (laughs) I love baby goats and I love yoga. Yeah, she loves anything baby. Holly Beavers has been teaching goat yoga for seven years. Goats are just silly, loving, amazing creatures. I feel like they um, they bring out joy and they also bring out peace and calm. And that's something that is, is really related to my nature and, um, and what I believe yoga is. She says more people should try it, no matter what their experience level is. It is for you, whether you've done yoga before, whether you've ever been around goats before, it is for each and every person. So fun. It's something that brings tranquility and fun and laughter and giggles and all the things that I think um, I think the world really needs more of. And if you want the goats without the yoga, there's goat happy hour too. It's really a time for families, friends, bachelorette parties, anyone to come up here and enjoy a beautiful view of Vail Mountain with 20 baby goats. They add a little bit of craziness to the mix. Um, But we also have Colorado beers, cocktails, wines. You can really enjoy whatever you'd like, kind of build your own adventure. Um, And we sell goat treats and horse treats as well. So it's kind of just outdoor happy hour time. Have some drinks if you want, but you're kind of here for the goats. Olivia was raised at these stables, owned by her mother. It was a wonderful childhood. (laughs) Lots of lessons. You learn what hard work is pretty quickly when you have 50 horses, 20 goats. She says the Nigerian dwarf goats are so adorable they give everyone a mood boost. They are smaller breeds of goats, making them a little easier to get used to. Um, But they're super fun, goofy animals. They're headbutting each other, jumping around, they're flipping around. They can also be super cuddly. So some of the little guys will sit on your lap and you can pet them and scratch them and they feel like a little cat in your lap. But then they'll be running around crazy, you know, going after the treats. Very cute. They are they're pretty adorable. We have little bandanas on all of them. <laughs> Some have little bow ties, so. <laughs> Let's face it, goats are the greatest of all time. And we could all use a little love. Light and laughter in our lives. Check out Valesables.com for more info. Lionshead Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lionshead Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum-quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty 
that nature has to offer. Hi there. Are you ready to explore famous neighborhoods from New York City to Kentucky? Watch The Neighborhood with host Nicole Newman. Featuring famous people, unique history, and delicious places to eat and drink. Our viewers get an inside personal look at each neighborhood. With each episode we learn, grow, laugh, and live like a local, not just a visitor. Welcome to The Neighborhood. Check your local program schedule and tune in. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Now Tracy is going to show us the conclusion of the delicious pork tenderloin recipe. Let's take a look. So now it's time to flip the pork over. I'm gonna hope to have a nice little sear on my pork. Oh yeah, that's what we call caramelized. So if you can see those brown bits on the pork, then we are talking nice job because that is caramelization. So now we have our pan is still on a medium high, but we got that caramelization on one side that we want. So we're gonna turn it down. I say let's turn it all the way down to low. We're gonna let that cook a little bit. I am going to show you, let's see, what do you think? Is this underripe peach going to peel off like it should, or is it gonna be difficult? This is, this is the question right now. Our peach is boiling in the water. It has been scored into an X all the way around, and now I have some ice-cold water that I am going to put the peach in. This technique is called blanching, and you do it with tomatoes if you want to peel them. You do it with peaches if you want to peel them. Um, I don't know what else you're going to peel, but you also do it with, like, broccoli if you're going to put some broccoli on, like, a a veggie platter and you want it to keep that really green color then you blanch the broccoli so it stays nice and green otherwise it kind of turns brown all right let's see let's see what's going on with this thing so you take it from the hot boiling water to ice water and then it oh it kind of wants to peel like you can see that it kind of wants to it's definitely going to be easier to cut off than it was the first time but typically, if you're working with a fresher piece of fruit, this will just peel right off. But it's not going to happen right now. I was kind of afraid of that, but just thought I'd show you the technique. So maybe if you feel like trying it at some point in time, then you can. And this actually makes it a lot easier to peel the peach and, but really, really hot. Mmm, <laughs> smells like peaches, summertime. All right, so we're gonna get that into the sauce. We've got the pork cooking on low. I always do the finger touch. And do you see the juices that are coming out from the pork? That's gonna be a lot of really good flavor. So what we're gonna do now is turn our peach sauce back on because we turned it off because we cooked it a little bit too soon. No big deal, no big deal at all. You can cook it as fast as you want or as slow as you want. We're gonna add a few more peaches to it. Um, because about two peaches will be good for the whole family. If you're cooking for a family of four, and that's typically what these classes are doing, then, um, then you should use about two peaches. That's about a half a peach per person. And of course, your peaches are going to be all different sizes. And if your family loves peaches, then you just use the big ones. If, they are the, if you're experimenting with them, trying to get the kids to eat some fruit or something, 
Use the smaller ones, but I bet you a million bucks they will like them. And if you're working with canned peaches, what you do is just put those peaches right in the sauce right now. So you would cook all of that sauce on its own and then put the peaches in here. This is a little thick for me, so I'm going to add a little more water. And once again, remember I said you could add broth if you wanted to. We're going to mix it actually with the peaches once it gets warmed up. And then we're going to have our dinner. So here we go. So see, see the consistency there? If something is too thick, just add a little bit of water to it. It really will give it a nice consistency and it will everything kind of thickens up as you cook it without a cover on it. So if you put a cover on this, it wouldn't thicken up quite as much, but it still would a little bit. So there we go. We've got that kind of cooking away. We've got our pork, which feels like it's pretty much done. And what I'm going to do is get this pan out of the way, our unsuccessful peach peeling. But I hope you understand that when you're going to, if you do want to have that peach without the skin on it, that method is super easy when they're more ripe. It's just a little early season. We're just kind of filming things at a different time. And it's uh, when they're ripe, you put them into that hot boiling water and then you put them into an ice cold bath and that, that skin will peel off really nicely. Okay, let's bring everything together. Here we go. We're gonna put the peach sauce right over the pork. And then the pork juices are going to mix with the sauce. So that's going to make it really, really delicious. Make sure you turn everything off. Here we go. So I'm going to let this kind of cook together for about another minute or two. And then we're going to have our dinner. I like putting this over a little bit of quinoa that I've already cooked. So I'm going to start kind of getting that plate together as this starts to boil a little. Clean off your workspace. One of the most important things about cooking is having a clean workspace. And uh, a sushi chef I used to know actually taught me this trick. And he said, just have a wet cloth by your workstation. And whenever your knife gets dirty, you just kind of wipe your knife off. And that's a really nice trick because one your knife is going to be one of your most important tools in the kitchen. You want it sharp all the time. The more dull your knife is, the more error could happen. And if you've got stuff all stuck to the bottom of your knife, when you go to cut something, it could jerk it in a certain direction. So this has been one of my favorite tips, just a wet rag right next to the knife so you can clean it off nicely. Okay. I think our pork is pretty much done. I'm going to turn it off and let it rest for about a minute or two. Whenever you're cooking meat, you want to let things rest for a little bit because that is going to let the meat's juices just kind of stick right in the middle there. So we want that to rest a little bit. I've got some cooked quinoa, which is so healthy for you and so full of protein. So we're going to put that quinoa right here on the bottom. I am going to get a nice couple nice medallions now that we know what medallions are. Look how pretty you can make this look. We'll get some medallions right there. One more really pretty one. And then we'll get some of that peach sauce, which has definitely thinned out now that we added that extra water broth and put it in the pan with our, with our pork and our pork juices. So here we go. 
This is a very, very healthy dinner. It's a pork tenderloin. We've got a little quinoa on there as well and some fresh peaches. So for a summertime meal that's quick and easy, there you go, a little pork with peaches. First part of our global broadcast exclusive conversation. The streets of Tahrir have once again been filled. Key issues here at the United Nations Climate Change Conference remain unresolved. Police are saying the protesters to move further and further away. I'm Amy Goodman. And I'm Juan Gonzalez. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now! For fun and adventure, join me on Elizabeth Stanton's Great Big World. Find out where I'll be going next and which celebrities I'll be bringing along with me. I'll show you amazing destinations with lots to explore, and you'll get to know my celebrity guests the way they really are, up close and personal. We'll travel the world, experience new cultures, and together, try to make a difference. I'm Elizabeth Stanton, saying the world's a big place, and I'm going to show it to you. is serving the community 24 hours a day, seven days a week, delivering content in all sorts of mediums. Take us with you on the go as Good Morning Vale and Good Day Vale are now available as podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Pandora. And don't forget, you can always find TV8 on YouTube, tv8vale.com, and all of our social media platforms. Just another reason why there's more for you on 92. Join us in exploring the everyday lives of community members here in the Vale Valley. Hear their inspiring stories of how they came here, their contributions to our community, and why they chose to call this place home. We want you to be one of our neighbors. If you would like to be featured or nominate someone to be featured, please send an email to danielle at tv8vale.com. We look forward to featuring your story right here on TV8. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there.
Welcome back to Good Morning Vale, and again, thank you so much for tuning in today. One thing that's great out there today is going to be the weather. We've got full sunshine out there right now. The low getting up today is about 26 degrees at 8 a.m., but it's going to climb up to 52 degrees, which is going to make it a beautiful day if you're out there in that wonderful sunshine. Winds west 5 to 10 miles per hour, so not much going on there as far as the winds. Looking at Vale by the hour, there was warmer temperatures obviously there between the 3 and uh, 4 p.m., but that full sunshine leading into a mostly clear evening will be spectacular. The I-70 corridor full, full of sunshine, 66 in Denver, 52 in Vail, 52 in Avon, and 55 in Eagle. So those mild mid-50 temperatures are out there with that full sun. It's going to be an absolutely beautiful day this evening. The low is 26 degrees. Again, that sun setting at 6.04 p.m., so the day is getting a little bit shorter. Nothing much going on with that wind. Light breeze out there south-southwest, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Now, things are going to start to change up here in the five-day. We see some beautiful weather that Friday and Saturday with those mid-50-degree temperatures, but then the clouds start to roll in. I think we're going to see some precipitation following into that late weekend to maybe add some more snowfall to get the ski runs ready for the season. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, some precipitation heading into Monday and Tuesday of next uh -huh. week. Fail opens on the 10th, the which 10th. is Friday. Just so, yeah, it sounds perfect. Yeah, everything is going to be ready to go, <laughs> snow-covered, beautiful, and uh, another opening day that's going to be spectacular you know, we can't, Mountain. We can't control the weather, but we can definitely uh, yeah. be excited about what's, co what's to come. But excited. speaking of, it's Thanksgiving month, which is fantastic. We had a really great show. Lots of charitable things happening. Thankful and, Thursday. And thankful Thursday. I'm definitely yeah. implementing that. <laughs> and then the ALS people were here to learn more about ALS, and they wanted me to mention, too, there are raffles and prizes there when you do that pub crawl, and uh, the first 100 people get a goodie bag. So get out there and register. And that's on November 11th. November 11th. Which is also exciting because the Tiger Drive with Red Sandstone Elementary is also doing a, a very fun event on November 11th. So lots of things happening on yeah. the opening weekend. That's right. <laughs> So get out there, embrace it, and enjoy. Absolutely. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace it. I think I might try to explore a little bit. We had Robbie over at Keystone for opening day. Yep. So, you know, if we want to get some warm-up runs in before Vale opens, yeah. definitely fun to get head over there, there. Stretch out. We A couple, last week, I believe we had someone on showing some techniques on getting ready for ski season. Get yourself physically ready. Everybody always worries about tuning their skis, but... The skis are only as good as the people that are attached to it. As the, the body. Yeah. <laughs> as the people that are attached yeah. to it. Now, Kevin, are you an avid skier? Tell me a little bit about you. I'm not an avid skier. I really enjoy skiing. I enjoy anything outdoors. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for this winter, for do, sure. Do you have an animosity against snowboarders? Because I don't at all. I'm a snowboarder. So no, you know, we'll no. have to do a couple of uh, Good Morning Vale sessions on a thankful Thursday out on the slopes, me and Kevin. It'd We're be, there. <laughs> it'd be pretty fun. But we've got an exciting show planned for tomorrow and through the weekend. So thanks for joining us. I'm Kimberly and Kevin, as always, love having you here. It's been great. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Take care.